Hi everyone, you are tuning in to Learn FM. My name is Lian Tan, and I invite you to join me on a learning adventure through this podcast, where we discuss topics related to learning, growth, personal development, and more. I hope that you are able to digest the information that we'll be sharing and start applying some simple tips and tricks in your daily life. And don't forget to share your learnings with others, because when we learn together, we grow together. I highly recommend that you take time off screen to listen to this, or even go outside for a walk. Of course, please be mindful of your surroundings and stay safe. This podcast is brought to you by DSM. DSM is a global, purpose-led, science-based company active in nutrition, health, and sustainable living. DSM's purpose is to create brighter lives for all. In this episode, we discuss why it is so important for us to take action to stay mentally and physically fit. I'm sure many of us have been impacted by the COVID-19 restrictions and have been working remotely from home. In a recent article written by Adam Grant on the New York Times, there is a name for the blah that you're probably feeling, and it's called languishing. Languishing is the neglected middle child of mental health. It is the void between depression and flourishing, the absence of well-being. Languishing dulls your motivation, disrupts the ability to focus, and triples the odds that one will cut back at work. Well, I can certainly relate to this as I've personally experienced this feeling every now and then during the past year. Even if you might not have been feeling this way, you might probably know people who are. I really had to take action, like doing yoga in the morning, meditating, or setting up a healthier morning routine to get started through the day. As we're talking about how the pandemic has affected us, we have a personal story from one of our leaders at DSM. Who personally struggled to stay healthy and fit because of remote working? We came across his story on our internal company social media channel and found it so inspiring that we had to invite him onto this episode. He noticed that he was gaining weight and it affected him mentally and physically, so he started taking action to overcome it. We're delighted to welcome Ralph Schmitz, Senior Vice President, Finance Group Controller, with us on this episode. He is married, a proud father of four boys, and based in the Netherlands. So, Ralph, welcome to this episode of Learn FM. How are you feeling today as we're having this conversation? Yeah, pretty excited. Never done a podcast before, so that is something new. I always like trying something new. So, uh, no, happy uh, and in,、uh, in good spirit、uh, this afternoon. Oh, thank you for sharing. We're very happy to have you. So, in good spirit, let's start with some fun facts question to break the ice. So, just answer the, these questions really quickly. Don't have to overthink them. <laughs> so, the question I have for you is: If you are ever going to sail around the world, what would be the name of your boat? That's an interesting question.、Uh, sun. Sun. Okay. Very nice. Do you have a guilty pleasure? That's an easy one. Ben and Jerry's ice cream. So、uh, Chunky Monkey is my favorite. Difficulty control myself. <laughs> I can imagine. And、um, what's your favorite genre of TV series or movies? I don't get to that much. Although I started exercising a bit more, so I'm now more on Netflix. So recently watched the series The Serpent, which I thought was pretty cool. So that's the one I just finished. 
Yeah, and if there is an actor that could play your life in a movie or a TV series, who would that actor be? I don't know. As long as he would be good looking, I would be fine. <laughs> Very good answer. <laughs> Do you have an all-time favorite book? I'm not much of a reader, usually holidays. One I, that always comes to mind is Barbarians at the Gate. Mm -hmm. which is a bit of a finance book. It talks about private equity and how to influence a company. And uh, I enjoyed that. Read that a very long time ago, but it's still uh, good memories. Nice. And favorite holiday location then? Spain. Spain. We have a family house there, so that is always a nice place uh, to go. And one question for you is, how would your children describe you in one word? Is that a hope or a fact? <laughs> well, it's a hopefully and or, okay, you can answer this in the hope and then the fact. I'll go for the hope. Then I hope they choose the word caring. Oh, that's beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about yourself, Ralph. Could you tell us how your personal experience with working from home or dealing with uh, remote working has been because of Corona? Generally, I must say it's been good. In all honesty, uh, before this journey, uh, I wasn't a big fan of working from home. I always said it doesn't work for me. I get distracted pretty easily and I need people around me. But then you're all of a sudden confronted with a world that doesn't give much options. And then I must say I'm also amazed by myself, but also by, uh, by people in general, that once you're confronted with the fact that you cannot change, that we adapt uh, very quickly and... We're fairly resilient as a person and, uh, and as a population. So uh, that has impacted me most. That I was a bit surprised with myself, but also how good we all deal with it. You also mentioned you are a father of four sons. And how has that been for you working from home? Are your kids also at home at the same time? I think it's good and bad. And it's interesting. Um, I had a bit of a bad habit to work long hours. For me, uh, we always had a breakfast routine in family. So for me, that's an important moment. And then I would be off to, uh, to the office and would come home late. And meanwhile, the kids have come to an age where I usually see them when coming home. But there's been a long period where we didn't have that. But now that I'm a bit more home, you actually get to see a bit more of them and more interact. And sometimes it's just people passing by in the background. Eh? So a lot of people that I interact with on a day-to-day -day basis uh, know how my kids look. But you just get to see them walking by or you have time for the occasional tea in the afternoon. And I actually can join uh, the family dinners much more throughout weeks. So um, I actually get to see them a bit more, which is a, a nice uh, benefit from the situation, uh, to be honest. On the other hand, I think I'm privileged in that sense. Uh, my kids are a bit more older as said, so... They basically fill up the day. They know what to do. They do the virtual education. And luckily the house, and more importantly, the Wi-Fi strength is strong enough that they are able to do that. Sometimes the connection is a bit bad, but that is also maybe a moment to check in on them, whether they're on Netflix or doing their homework. We noticed that you shared a personal story on DSM's internal social platform after we launched this um, It's Okay well-being campaign within the company. And you shared about how Corona really impacted you in a certain manner and that you noticed there was something unhealthy in your life that you had to change. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, no, more than happy to. It was one of those moments in between meetings. I went outside into the garden and played soccer with one of my boys. Whilst playing... I noticed the fatigue and I couldn't join even for five or 10 minutes. And that led me to believe, and I was watching at the sideline, uh, them finishing off the game. And I realized this is not a healthy lifestyle. And it's one of those moments where you think if I really want to see them grow up, 
I also need to take care of myself. And that was this spark or whatever you want to call it, but it just set me off and saying, hey, stop talking about it, but just start doing it. Yeah, that was one of those moments and you just need such a moment to happen to you. So that was the why for you to start taking action. And can you share a little bit about what happened since? Have you done anything to change your lifestyle after that incident? Yeah, one realizes, uh, I mean, you always look at the jokes on the internet and then you see uh, these uh, these pictures before and after Corona and it obviously applied to me as well. And I had a health check a couple of years ago and at that point they also directed me uh, in changing my lifestyle a bit. And over the time it deteriorates, uh, you're not so strict with yourself and I'm absolutely guilty of that. And that moment, it was like a switch that went on. At that point, I get motivated I put a bit more discipline in my life and saying it's for me, sporting and taking care of myself is a bit of a hard thing. So I have to do that and uh, be very disciplined. So I get up a bit more early, just do it and get it out of the way. And I've now progressing for a couple of weeks and I feel much better and it gives me a lot of energy if I just get it done uh, early morning. I love that you're sharing this in the words of Nike to just do it by starting your day with a winning mentality. This reminds me of an interview I saw the other day with a renowned therapist, Marissa Peer. She noticed from working with the most successful people over the years that they have this mentality of doing the thing they hate the first thing in the morning. And that's also called slaying the dragon. Now, this activates a sense of accomplishment and a winning mentality to make them feel good to start the rest of their day. Yeah, no, I absolutely recognize that. Uh that reference. And for me, it's also yeah, a bit of a battle uphill saying, hey, this is something I need to get out of the way. And if I don't do it, I feel bad because it's one of the things, you know, you still have to do. And you kind of, it's like hitting the wall. Eh? You still need to do that. So no, absolutely recognize that. Have you ever woken up and thought not today? Like, do you ever feel on some days that you wake up and you just don't have the drive or motivation to do it? What happens? Or what do you do about it? I think we all have those moments. Huh? Either it's where you had a bad day before uh, that ended or you went to bed late or you just are less energized. Huh? I think it's more than natural that you have those moments. What I then try to do, and especially now, uh, just get going. Just start doing it. Huh? And then you'll find your way. You find the motivation just by the stuff you get done. And actually, it turns out often to be the most productive days because you didn't feel like it and you were not up for it. But once... You just start going and and accomplish uh, some of the tasks that you were planning to do. I think that that gets me here through those moments. So do you also have a role model or someone who inspires you to get you motivated or to start the drive in you? I must say I have a tremendous respect for my wife who has absolute discipline, and uh, which is sometimes what I'm lacking. So that is a bit of an example as well that keeps me going that, uh, that I'm not alone in this. Ralph, are you also very strict on yourself? If I go through a tough period, then uh, if people could see me, I, they could see that I also like uh, the occasional eating. So I'm one of those persons that can feel sorry for themselves uh, if you're one day into the journey. But once I switch on a, uh, a switch, then I'm absolutely motivated. And I'm then full steam on. And, and for me, it's then almost uh, all or nothing. So I can, uh, I can find the motivation from that side. And what is this this switch in your mind that you put in place? Is it like a message for yourself or is it just 
getting started taking action. You need to have the conviction to absolutely do it. A lot of people talk about saying, yeah, I feel like this or I feel like that and I want to exercise more or not. It's not too difficult to do it, uh, but you just need to convince that you actually want to do it. And for me, having a moment like that is a bit of an aha. And then also when I'm less motivated, I actually tend to have that voice in my mind saying, hey, are you going to give up or are you just going to do it? Uh, I thought we had an agreement and uh, this is what you would go for. And that's kind of where I find my motivation. And just remembering myself, what is the journey that I started or what is the ambition or the goal I set myself? that I'm good in discipline of meeting that objective and motivating myself. Very nice. And do you sometimes ask yourself if you're overdoing it? I think in all fairness, I try to put things in perspective as well. I mean, I'm here trying to improve myself, but I'm also good in realizing that that is a small challenge that I have. I think there's people out there that have real problems, that have to deal with illness or serious situations in the family situation around them. I think they have a much more difficult choices and priorities to set than I do. So uh, I try and motivate myself and, and keep going, but also realizing that it's a small effort. And, and I think you can also find the motivation in this. I also think about uh, that there are people that have real issues, uh, I always say. How are your family members supporting you in this journey? And all that is funny. They're teasing me a bit. When the desserts are served over the dinner table, they tend to look at me and saying, Daddy, there's nothing for you, which is good for me. So <laughs> so it's a small reminder. No, but they're generally supportive. So uh, they know that uh, I need to do uh, improve something. And uh, so from that angle, absolute support. Ralph, I'm very curious. Do you still eat unhealthy sometimes? Well, if you don't tell anyone, uh, the answer is yes. But not in the period now. I'm an all or nothing guy. So the minute I uh, sacrifice, I, I tend to overdo it. So I try to avoid it and stick to the routine as long as I can. I've set this goal. And as long as the goal is not achieved, then I'm good in, uh, in keeping it and uh, finding the discipline. Nice. You talk about this routine that you have. How does it look like? It's uh, pretty simple, actually. We have a, a bit of a routine in the morning. I get up early. I, the kids uh, have to school. I've got also two younger children, so uh, they are in primary school, so they uh, they have to go. I then tend to take a bit of sports, and it can be as easy as a run, uh, either in the neighborhood or uh, I'm also lucky that we've got some equipment in the basement, so uh, that's uh, where I can go. And actually try and do that and be finished before breakfast routine. Uh, as what I said earlier, breakfast routine is important. It's a bit of uh, the family get together in the morning ahead of the day. So usually before that moment, uh, I try and finish it off. Um, it's either on a treadmill or just a bit of exercising and stretching. Uh, but I usually do the treadmill and the running. That's most effective and gives me uh, at least the idea that I've uh, burned some calories. Have you shared any insights from this experience that you are going through right now with your children or your family members? I showed them the post because, uh, to be honest, I was a bit surprised by the traction it got and, and the responses from people which were saying, hey, they recognized uh, themselves in, uh, in the story. My family knows me best, so I think they know that what I want to do and, and they support me in that. I think there's a lesson to the kids that we do repeat. is What I said earlier as well, you got to set your mind to something. And if you're then convinced that you're going to do it and you're going to say you're going to do it, then also stick to that promise. And I think that is a valuable lesson. So I've got children in the age from 12 to 20. 
I think this is also the age where they need to learn that, that whenever they make a promise that they actually live up to it. Otherwise, don't start the journey or don't make the promise. Um, so I try to set an example um, that helps me uh, keep going as well. Do you have any tips for our listeners if they're going through something very similar to what you're going through as well? Find out what is important to you. And if it's important to you, are you willing to follow through and find that thing that's going to make the difference for yourself? Because once you find that, I think then only you will find the energy to follow up on it and do it. Because if you're not convinced, then it's starting a journey that will only result in frustration because you start something that you're not going to finish. So for me, it starts with that. And once you found that, I think you'll find a lot of energy just by realizing the goal, but you need to have that North Star or that uh, that ambition uh, to begin with. Do you have any key learnings from this experience that you've gone through? I think it starts with setting a goal. And once you've done that, I did it. You just have to pursue it. Is there one thing that you did wrong or you felt that you could have done better? Well, I definitely started late. It's easier to start if the damage is not that big. So... <laughs> Don't wait too long. No, but seriously, uh, I think I needed a moment where uh, I was a bit out of breath. The best is not to get to it. So do that thinking process now and uh, don't wait whether there's a physical uh, complaint or an inconvenience. Maybe it's time to start uh, doing it today and not tomorrow. Now, Ralph, I'm very curious because you mentioned that you only took action when you realized during that incident of playing um, football with your son, right? So was there any hints or nudges along the way from people around you that in hindsight you realized, oh, those were signs that I probably should have noticed? Yeah, they, they actually were. I must say uh, a few colleagues, which I uh, definitely appreciated. Huh? So uh, they saw me in the screen and uh, filling up the screen a bit more than in the beginning. So they were actually concerned, especially around COVID, because uh, saying, hey, uh, just also take care of yourself, which I thought was very inspiring because uh, it's actually coming from the heart and reaching out and just uh, wishing you well. So I was absolutely pleased with that. At the same time, of course, my family occasionally as well. Uh, so uh, they uh, they see it as well. And, and definitely from my wife saying, hey, be a bit more uh, careful there and absolutely also uh, spend a bit of time and do a bit more workout instead of just working. So absolutely both from a mental side and physical side. Thank you. Is there any other advice out there that you want to share with our listeners? I think yeah, it's not only about the physical improvement. Uh, just doing something uh, for yourself will give you energy. And at that point, you will even be also a better you at work. So I think it's twofold. Eh? You'll just feel better and you actually get more done in a day. Now, during the journey of getting transformed, you're currently in this journey, are you reaching out for help or support around you? Yeah, no, I, I think it starts with uh, taking initiative yourself. But uh, I'm also very fortunate to work for a company where that finds it also very important. And as a leader, eh, I'm, I'm also leading people in the organization. We often talk about uh, the screen fatigueness and the mental state and physical state of people. And there's a lot of attention to it. And we launched a couple of programs to support people when they can reach out and ask for help because eh? not everybody finds the motivation uh, themselves or has the uh, the means to do it and i think the company is very supportive in that and just also to make it discussable amongst people eh? we just launched a campaign called it's okay where we actually encourage people to take the time but also discuss it amongst themselves eh? it's a bit what we want to do with that slogan 
or to be okay to be off screen, but also to talk about it because, yeah, not everywhere uh, in all parts of the world, people feel equally comfortable uh, sharing it and talking about it. So from that aspect, uh, happy to be uh, in the place where I am today. Here's a summary of what has been discussed in this podcast with Ralph. So he shares that you need to first understand why you're doing it by setting a goal. So for him, it was staying fit and healthy so that he could watch his sons grow up. Number two, he shares that he starts his day by exercising, which gives him a sense of accomplishment. And last but not least, there will be moments of weakness, and that's okay. Just remember your goal. Before we end the podcast, here are three additional tips for you that the most successful people do in the world every day to create momentum or drive in their daily lives. Number one, they start their day with mini wins or success. How you can do this is start from the moment that you wake up. Now, this might sound a little bit overwhelming, but it is actually very simple. And this is what they also do in the military. So here it is. Wake up tomorrow morning and start making your bed. Wow, <laughs> you might wonder, well, why does this work? Well, this works because it helps you to start your day by creating the momentum that you need. Making your bed will give you a small sense of pride and it will give you even more motivation to complete another task and so on. It is all about starting small, just like if we're playing a video game, there are different levels for us to achieve. Each level is just a little bit more challenging than the previous one, yet it also at the same time makes us really, really addicted because completing the level gives us a really satisfying feeling. Number two, successful people practice delayed gratification. How this could work is, for example, you have to clean up your house, but you also want to watch Netflix. If you see the Netflix time as a little reward that you get after cleaning your home, then you will enjoy it so much more without the feeling of guilt. So finish what you need to do and then get the reward to celebrate our little mini win. If we think about the practice of delayed gratification, it is just like when we were younger in school, how our parents or guardians would tell us to first do our homework and then we can have playtime. If we give ourselves the reward first, like I'm going to first watch Netflix, then I'll clean the house, then, well, we no longer have the incentive to do the work anymore. What happens often is that we tend to lose the momentum and no more motivation to do the work. Number three, you might have already heard this earlier in the podcast, but hey, repetition is key when it comes to learning. So we are helping you to make this learning stick. The next tip is slay the dragon, or some might call it eating the frog first. Well, I am not asking you to literally find a dragon or eat a frog. What this means is to do the most challenging task from your to-do list first, because once you get it done, you will feel so much more accomplished and motivated. Do not wait until the end of the day because usually by the end of the day, we either end up not having enough time or energy to complete it. So we tend to postpone it, which ends up making us feel even more pressure and extra stress. So start by slaying the dragon or eating the frog. My question to you is, which tip will you start using first? Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Learn FM. Don't forget to share what you have learned from this podcast with others, because when we learn together, we grow together.